Level two, Captain. <laughs> Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. And I'm Bob Galen. Yes, you are. As always. And welcome to the Metacast down beautiful. We're, we're coming to you from beautiful downtown. It's a little rainy. It is rainy. So rainy, but it's green and it's springtime. And the pollen is mostly gone. And the pollen is mostly gone. The I just I just got back yellow. from Milwaukee and, and Milwaukee is still brown, very little green. Yeah. That's so good. so that's that sort of the north is still recovering. But down here in the south, we we're we spring is spring has sprung, as they say. Um, so, Josh, what are we gonna talk about today? We're gonna continue our discussion from the last podcast. Oh, this is a part do oh no there you go it was yeah. there i had to do <laughs> the part have mentioned that. <laughs> you you teed it uh, up and i like went the I third went for, part duh. i love part <laughs> i love saying that do you want to do it again part duh. <laughs> <laughs> yes this is part duh of collaboration yes what levels it's or level two level duh. We, we, <laughs> Was that? Are you poking fun at me, Josh? I would never. You would never. I do haven't that. done it at all today. No, no, <laughs> not not at all. Uh, so, what level two? What is level two? Can level be? two is cross team collaboration. Cross team. So, level one, if you remember or just listened, was all about collaborating within your what we call them squads or agile teams. That's so fair. now, this is that next step. You've got your teams. Working well, everybody's doing their thing, sprints are getting knocked out, now you add in another team, or maybe you already have other teams, and now it's time to start focusing on cross-team collaboration. What that looks like, what some anti-patterns are, what you should do, what you shouldn't do, just trying to help create almost a definition of done for you've got cross-team collaboration when this happens. Actually, why don't we start there? So one way to... Uh, you could have a check, but that's maybe we start with inspiring. So, how can you inspire cross team collaboration? You could do that in a definition of done, couldn't you? Mm-hmm. So, you could say squads need to what have interest squad intramurals or some intramurals uh, like code reviews. You could do uh, inter- just by throwing it into a definition of done. Uh, you could bounce ideas off of a squad or something like that. Would that so be that's good? something that's come up with with within our team recently as we've dug into enhancing our code review of do you, should you include members from other teams or squads in the code review for the stories that you're working on within your team. The approach that we took is include everybody and if people have time and can then they should jump in. We need two approvers, that's our that's our model. So. We're moving to the model where we're just going to include everyone, and whoever wants to can jump in and comment. So you like send out an email or something, and then the first two people that show interest would be the reviewers, something like that. Yeah. Whether they're on the team or not, sort of doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. So you could do that. You could put. I would put that in the DoD. That's just. And I mean, the definition of done is just behaviors, right? right. Just things that we're just goals that we have. So that's one way to. Do, I think that's a good way to do that. Uh, to inspire it, mm-hmm. 
What about the good old-fashioned sprint review? Uh, like a cross-team collaboration, like inviting other teams. I mean, I don't even think there's a special invite. Do you do individual team sprint reviews, or do you do them all at once? So that's a good question. I mean, I think it depends on code bases. I've seen it go both ways. So if two teams are working on a shared code base together, they, they clearly have a, well, not clearly, but they... So let's say they work on the same product, different major functional areas. So at I, that was our model at iContact. We would we would schedule back-to-back-to-back sprint reviews. Each team would, would uh, do their sprint review, but they would attend each other's sprint reviews. We would publish. We would actually publish who's doing what for, you know, this 10 minutes or 15, you know, whatever it was, 30-minute slots or whatever the slots were, and we encourage team members to attend other team members if they were interested. Now, if there was occasions where two or three teams would be doing shared work on a UI, so it's a shared code base, mm-hmm. uh, then they would actually demo together. So they would they would get together and powwow, and uh, they would work independently. They would have different sprint goals, but they would integrate their work somehow, and they would do it just for efficiency's sake or for a wow factor. They would demo together. But for most companies, say you're not the... IBMs of the world. Yeah, you've got one product. Yeah, just have one demo. That's how we operate. So, what are you? Dis- it sounds like you're disagreeing with what I said, and I'm not. The way I look at it, oh, is you're saying if it's one product line. So, if I had ten teams working on a product line, you'd have one demo. We have a demo per product. Oh, that's oh. our approach. Oh, good. I'm glad because I disagree with you now. Why? Oh. Why would you disagree with oh, that? Cool. That's insanity. Cool. Now, see, I, I, I was. Oh, we don't, the fire has been lit. No, no, but we don't disagree enough, and that, but I'm not making this up. I'm violently in the disagreement. Oh, this is going to be good. Where's the team Bring ownership? It Bring the team ownership, the uniqueness per team. You're spreading it. So, you, I could see you, you're doing that now with what? How many teams do you have? A couple. Yeah. Right. So, so you have ten teams. I want, I want each team to have an opportunity to shine. That gets lost. I want a team that fails. So let's say I have five teams that fail and five teams that succeed. Not that fail is the point. I want them to show their goods. So uh, the teams have different velocity. The sprint review isn't just the demo. Agreed. Uh, just just focusing on the demo is an anti pattern. Focus on the team. You know, have a little slide with their little smiley faces. I disagree, sir. What? So so the product so the product leads. Who is the demo the pro- for? Is the product leads? Is the demo and we don't for care the about team the people? or is the demo for the business? It's for both. It's and it's for the business to get in. So the business is not just product. The business is your sales force. Yeah. The business is. Do they care about teams? They only care about the product. So tough. They need to start caring about the people. <laughs> they need to understand if that team met adversity. Right. I'd like them to. I'd like them to get a, a one-minute chat to say, you know what, this team looked the devil in the eye. They hit. They bit off too much, and this is what they did. So and I'm proud of that. I don't have. I don't understand how having a demo per product means you don't cover that. I just want the teams. So if the teams get a moment to shine, yeah. then you will have. Then you're having ten demos. You're just squishing it together. So yeah, so we squish it together. All so no, no, but if you're, if you're telling me that each team gets their moment in the sun, mm-hmm. then then you're doing then then now I don't I'm, I don't hate you anymore. <laughs> this is no fun. <laughs> so we so we do squish it together. So here's the approach that we take: is we have one product demo. We're saying, hey, we are going to demo the work that we've done on product X. 
come see. Team stand up, first, first thing that happens is the product owners. Say, hey, for Team Endeavor, Team Beagle, Team Prometheus, Team whatever you want to call it, this was the sprint goal that we had. Do you have a Team Beagle? We do have a Team Beagle. I like that. Yeah. I it love be Beagles. Changing. Well, but it's not Beagle the dog, it's Beagle Oh, it's the not ship. Beagle the ship. Oh, yeah. my God. What did, why? Oh, what does that mean? Nothing. Well, that's sort of geeky, historical. No, I, I'm a dog person. That's not my fault. I know. I'm just What's wrong with boats? I'm reacting. There's nothing wrong with boats. I'm just... What, you were like, oh, my God, it's a boat. But a little, a little <laughs> beagle. I think a beagle just won like the best of show at the last like Westminster Dog Show. Okay, that's that's a that's significant. But it's Charles Darwin's boat. I know. A ship, I, I know. Actually. It is a ship. It's not a boat. I, all right. What's the difference that, between a ship? and Make a boat? point. Get back. I'm, I well, you're the one that. Had I know. I took us off. I had an emotional. All right. So we'll rewind to the past. Uh, so you were talking about beagle. You were talking about little so dogs. So we have our. <laughs> We have, we have our product demo. The product owners, first thing they do is we present, here's the business value that we set out to achieve. So, so the product owners. So let's pretend you had 10 teams. We had 10 teams. So, so phase one would I be. I don't know that it makes sense to have 10 teams on one product, but. That's just, I, I just want to exaggerate a little bit. So it's beyond two. Okay. So it, it's in a little unwieldy, and I want your, I want your math, I want your passion. That's to why I would separate into tribes, but that's okay. We can handle that. Oh, my God. But would, so yeah. so the initial phase would be ten POs would get up and they would talk about their views of the product. So that would be phase one. Their views of what their squad did the business value that they set out to achieve in that sprint. Okay, cool. So that they, that's the business view. What would happen next? Then we would demo those things. Cool. And then after that, we come back and say, okay, this is what we set out to do. We just showed you what we did. Didn't line up. Do you think we hit our goal? Okay. Did we miss any? What What's confusing? What's not clear? And we get those dialogues happening. Well, you said this was a sprint goal, but you built this. So now Doesn't I'm disagreeing with you way. again. Okay. So so what's getting lost there is the people a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's incredibly business focused, and and I get that, and it should be part of that. But I I'd like to know like Team X. Uh, there were two people that were sick this sprint. Uh, we went down. We had a vacation. We were down skills. We lacked testing. Or this sprint, or we had a different strategy. We were trying to experiment with automation, which the business might not even care about. Or might you know you might argue the business cares much less about that. Well, I would want to I would want to like set the context for the team. Uh, I might even put up a, a historical velocity chart, meaning mm -hmm. not trying to micromanage, but saying we're improving as a team or we're not improving as a team. Uh, we're talking about that. I might share. And the business, yeah, again, the argument is the business doesn't care about the retrospectives. But I would start bringing up, you know, we talked about this in the retrospective when we tried this, this sprint. Bob, Bob took a, Bob did some innovation and this is what he did. Uh, we had some adversity and this is how we handled it. If we failed, this is what we're going, what, this is how we think we will handle it the next time or something like that. We had a dependency issue with Team Beagle. Right, and and we we're going to try something different next time with the dependency. So I I think the demo is more about, and and I recently someone wrote a blog post that was a little bit more extreme than I am. They said that using the word demo makes the the demo uh, too business centric, and I'm talking about 100 percent business centric, mm -hmm. and you miss the other stuff that you want to talk about, and and so so the reason why we've gone there. Is and I actually have a blog post on my website about this, and actually on our team, 
uh, our technical blog here at The Dude about <clears throat> business value is more important than the burn down. Because we actually, the I opened my mouth and put my foot right in it in our first sprint review. And I said, this is how you measure our success. And it was the burn down chart. And that set a pretty bad precedent of, we might have delivered ultimate business value, but we didn't get it all the way to zero. And yeah, there's a myriad of reasons why, but at the end, what we're trying to deliver, what our job to do is, is to deliver as much business value to our customers, AKA sales, marketing, the end users, as possible. Right. We use those tools, the burn down, everything that goes in it to measure within ourselves and say, how are we doing? How are we progressing? And are we getting better? And yes, we, we look at all of those things, but I don't think that's the appropriate tool to measure are we successful. It gets back to that age-old discussion of, of um, how do you know a team's performing well? Is it just velocity? Is it story points? Is it whatever? So what we've tried to work on is that business value. So all I'm saying is, if you ch- and this is what the blog was saying, I, I probably won't even be able to dig it up. Uh, because it was too, it was too extreme for me. Uh, but it might be extreme on purpose. But he was saying, so sprint demo focuses on what you're focusing on. The word demo mm-hmm. focuses a hundred percent on the demo. Sprint review focuses on the review, which includes the demo, but it can include other things like uh, learnings, discovery, uh, strategies. Feedback, like for example, not uh, not a software. You you might say this is our put up a slide or something. This is our architectural strategy. Mm-hmm. What do you think of it? Well, that's not demo. That's review, right? That's reviewing a strategy. That's trying to engage the audience. So that was the. That but if that strategy is something you worked on in that sprint, then I view that as a demo. But it's 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 it may not. It's not executable. It doesn't have business. It doesn't have the same business value as everything else. All I'm getting at is it's so it's part marketing, it's part public relations, mm-hmm. it's part training, it's part future orientation, it's part confirmation of mission and vision. That none of nothing I just said is a demo, right? right. Yeah, that, that's all I'm getting. It's what word do we use? Do we use demo or do we use uh, review? Mm-hmm. And and that's. And what I'm hearing from you is you're focusing so, uh, very strongly on the demo parts. That's all I'm getting at. Yeah. And, and again, I'm not saying that's bad, but it's like, where's the face of the team? The, the face of the team can get lost in that. The face of the challenges can get lost in that, right? We're off on a tangent. You're giving me the stink eye look. Every Metacasters, I wish, I, <laughs> I wish we had video cast. Because he's looking at me like I have three heads. So why don't we get back, Josh? No, Josh, okay. bring us back to point. Because oh, no, I, it wasn't that. It, it, it was I was going to get in the last word, and I shouldn't do that. So we'll just get back. to No, get in the last. No, word. no, no, because no, because no, this is just a cheap shot, right? So it's not take the cheap no, shot. No, I'm not going to do that. We'll, oh, you, you we'll was get back on take the t- cheap shot and then get no, back. No, it's too easy. What? <laughs> no. All right. So getting back to cross team collaboration. We started out uh, so but the, the but, is the de- but is the demo sprint reviews are a place? I mean, I think they're a place for teams to figure out what other teams. I are feel doing. like it's too late at that point. See, that's why I'm coming back to this point, though. One of the things they were saying is the sprint review is a place to say, and this is what we're going to do next. Yeah. 
right? I don't know if you do, see again. You're, we're floating on this. Uh, what you do here, like you're you're sort of very which you should be. You're very focused on what we do here at the dude. Mm -hmm. I'm sort of general. I'm thinking more generic guidelines. Yeah. Right? So we we have stuff at the front and stuff at the end around the demo where there's kind of a soapbox portion where myself or Richard kind okay. of kind of says, hey. Just so you know, here's how we work, here's how we operate, this is what this is all about. Well, why weren't you saying that? Because I was focused on the demo piece, not the review. So you have both. We do have both. Okay, that's all I'm getting. And so part of that review is, so coming attractions. Yep. So something I really think is important in a sprint review demo, or, or a demo. Review makes sense, yeah, and there's a is, portion of it that is, is coming. So coming attractions is crucial. Right. And that, that would be a case where, you know, in my coaching, I, I want other teams to pay attention to coming attractions, for example, for dependencies, for even to know, like, later on when they're walking by that team, where that team sits, they're like, oh, I'd like to, I'd like to do a cover review of that. Or I've done something similar. Can, can here, let me show you what I've done. So here's some things that we do that kind of offset that. Because again, I feel like that's a little bit too late. Um, we, in our sprint planning, when everybody's done, we actually bring everybody up to the boards that people have planned on and said, this is what we're planning to do. And start oh, talking so, so about you, dependencies. So you have a cross. So if you had three teams, you'd have three planning boards, but then you have cross team interaction at each planning board. At like the end, so once each team is done planning, it's so like a cluster sort of thing. We cluster yeah. around. So the all three teams cluster around each individual board. Yeah. With a quick review of here's where we're going. Right. And they talk about this is our sprint goal. This is what we're trying to do. These are the big stories. I like that. I like that. Here's what I'm worried about dependencies. If we do this, it might break this, so we're going to have to stay in communication to make sure that we don't step all over so you. So coming attractions sprint. would actually be a precursor Correct, to that. Correct, yeah. Then planning is like a detailed view of that. Absolutely. Right. I, think, yeah. I think those are, I mean, to me, some of the hints around how do you collaborate, and the anti-patterns would be the reverse, would be spread planning is a great opportunity, mm -hmm. right? Uh, reviews, demos, are a great opportunity to... to inspire collaboration so the one thing that makes that hard and you're gonna to have to work diligently is that we have three teams and we plan all at the same time and that makes it hard when maybe you're a little bit light on scrum masters or you're trying to focus on one team we're pretty lucky in the way we're we're staff that that I go to one planning Richard goes to another and Monica goes to another we're all pretty experienced in that role and we help the teams along the way and we actually end up communicating throughout that yeah, process yeah. and seeing how things are yeah. going but that can be hard to do if you're new or if you only have one coach or one yeah. scrum master yeah. that's the ideal situation is that you're properly staffed to support all of that happening at the same time but even not you can do it if it goes one team then one team then one team in a serial manner then just at the end of the day come back and say okay let's all get together let's do this let's review the plans let's see what has the potential of stepping on each other's toes and make sure we orient the things properly to make sure we minimize that that risk absolutely uh, I was thinking of, oh release planning so safe I, I mean and I know you're not or you haven't implemented safe probably here fully I don't think I don't Correct. know if you do release planning but release planning is a nice place to do that it, yeah. it actually formally does that so if you take 
PSI. They changed. They keep changing. PSI. Yeah, it's no longer potentially PSI. shippable. Really, yeah. something new? No, they're actually they're changing the versions, and I got that way you have to buy new. And things. I got I got chastised at my at a client this week <laughs> for using the wrong. I was using I used PSI. Now it's so which is potentially shippable increment. Now it's PI program increment. Which is not so it's confusing, and then there's another term. So hip sprints are no longer hip sprints; they're hip sprints. So they took the hardening out. It's safe has a chance, but they're still hard. It's just because just because a safe guy on the diagram erased the H. No, that means in every company on the planet Earth, they no longer will have to run regression tests outside uh, of the sprints. Yo, yeah, I get, I get that. So, I, I, it's, it, but people think that way on yeah. the diagram. But, but really, back to the point. Really, release planning is it does what you're doing. It, it does have that cross team uh, because the teams come in together. Right. So there is that cross team communication. It, it inspires. Now, what it doesn't do. It, it, and it doesn't inspire it continuously. So you're only doing it at the release. And then actually SAFE inhibits it because it's... it's really? Well, because it's, it's neutralizing. There's only system demos which are not attended by the teams. So SAFE synchronizes people. It, it, it encourages collaboration at the release planning interval, the PSI interval. But then afterwards, it doesn't do it. So it doesn't bring Well, you know this. You've, it doesn't, it, do, it actually, it doesn't directly undermine it, but it does it. It even de-emphasizes team demos over system demos, which teams don't necessarily attend. Yeah. So you get, they, the teams can get, so that would be an anti-pattern for So that team. would reduce collaboration. It, and it's one of my, it's one of been one of my knocks on SAFE is, you know, you sort of are, are softening the team interaction. Yeah. And I want that team interaction at the release point. So well, and I think a lot of happen that the folks that really want SAFE devalue the teams because it's more about how are we going to... How are we doing the upper level yeah. flow stuff and planning stuff. So that that was a, that's a pattern, anti-pattern. There was something you had mentioned that when I was a channel advisor, it's a I think it's right what you were saying, but it was a, maybe a variation. We had a database team, a, data, a DBE team, mm -hmm. uh, that care and fed for all of our SQL Server databases, but we, we didn't have enough of those folks to populate them on the teams. So some developers would do back-end work, but these, this, this small group, so we had maybe 12 teams, 12 scrum teams, 12 squads, uh, but maybe the database engineering team had six database, really strong database engineers, architects. So what they would do is they would attend, like you said, all the sprint planning. Mm -hmm. They would actually divide and conquer themselves. This was their idea. They would attend as much sprint planning and, and the team and the organization would do, the sprint plans would not happen at the same time. Uh, but they would go and they'd attend, then they'd come back as a group and they'd powwow to what they heard and then they would say, how do we respond? How can we help do this work? Mm -hmm. What's an appropriate way to do that work? And then they would, so they would, they would trigger their, so they would have, they would attend all the plans, provide feedback, but then come back and say, there's only six of us. Where do we need to engage? Right. Uh, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, that's and, good. And it's that same thing uh, of leveraging sprint planning sort of very proactively is figuring out what was going on. So it's that. What else can folks do? Uh, so we do, we actually call it cross-team stand-up, what some call the Scrum do of Scrums. Do you do that? Yeah. Oh, so that's, Scrum of Scrums is another one, good, good one. I wasn't going there, but it is. 
So you do a cross-team stand-up? That's, it's the same thing as what we do. So, so again, the, all of the stand-ups are at the same time. So everybody does their stand-up at 9.30. Oh, I got it. Okay. And all right. then when everybody's done, like we don't have it scheduled, just like, okay, when the last team is done, we pull our boards together because they're on wheels, and we have a rep from each squad and say, okay, here's what we've done is since it, we last Is this what's daily? Yeah, it's daily. Oh, that, so that's it's rare for scrum of scrums to be happen at the same tempo. Does everyone attend? Like, could they? Yeah, they could, but we only asked that one or one two rep, people. One yeah. rep, like the scrum master or the rep. We kind of rotate it just so that way people I like that are idea. always involved. So. Is the business there product owners as well? Yeah. So that's a that's that's pretty neat. I like, and you'd have to do something like that because you're timing it. That's the one thing I'm hearing. So you, I've I've staged daily stand-ups so people could. So that's another thing. If if you stage the daily stand-ups so that they're not at the same time, right? Then then people can mosey from stand-up to, if they want to. Like yeah. a team could send. I think it's actually pretty healthy for a team to send a representative if they know that there's an interaction or a dependency. You know, for a couple of days, not yeah. the entire sprint, but they'll send someone to someone else's stand up. Yeah, we 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 were so we originally were staggered, so we would have one stand up, then another stand up, then another. Yeah. And we actually shifted to having the stand ups all at once, and our goal was to minimize the morning churn because now our stand up disruption is like fifteen minutes max. Yeah, yeah. So everybody does their thing for fifteen minutes and they're yeah. done. Whereas folks would. Well, I got my stand-up. Now I go to this stand-up. Now I go to this stand-up. So in totality, it was like 45 minutes that people were kind of distracted with stuff that was going on. I so like, we tried I to, like that. so we lean, tried to compress that. That's a very that. lean, yeah, that's a lean view. Do you think you could maintain, is there a scalability aspect to that? Like if you got to 10 teams? I'm sure you, there is. We're you? not there yet. Yeah. Uh, I would hope that we would find a way around that. But um, I like that. as of right now, for the size we are, it works, it works. really well for us. Well, I like the, I like the fact that you took team p- feedback not just at a team level, but you're taking organizational feedback, like changing, yeah. like we're going to meet all meet at the at the same time, and then we're going to do a, a stand up of stand ups. Yeah, and so our so our structure with a goal to minimize disruptive meeting time. Not that meetings are bad, but mm-hmm. let's let's have them coalesce into one spot. So you can only plan another meeting right after the stand-up. Right. So that way folks get in, they do their thing, they do the stand-up. And if there's another meeting in the morning, it's right after the stand-up. So that way they don't stand up, go work for a half hour, then go to a meeting. So we try and get them all clumped together around the stand-up. And then we have another clump that's right after lunch. So there's at one thirty, and if you need another meeting, you tack it on to the one that's right after that. So, so that way we get as much contiguous focus time as possible. You should write about that or something or share that. I mean, you just did in the Metacast, yeah. but I like that. I mean, it's not even just the, the tempo, not getting stuck on it. I might not apply that, but the thinking behind that is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like we have clustered time and then we have focus time or right. team focus time, right? Yeah. From an organizational perspective. So we so scrum of scrums, release planning, uh, demo reviews are good places. Uh, definition of done, uh, like things like code reviews. Yeah. If you did any mob programming, like if you did anything like mobs, uh, which is everyone in a room or something, that would be a wonderful place to, to do that as well. I mean, right. someone could come in for a couple hours and just like hang out with one team or the other. So mob programming, by definition, you could is sort of a collaborative view. So there's two other things that we do to promote cross-team collaboration within our approach. So 
we have our sprints that each squad works in and then the release planning that we talked about we actually treat that as a sprint just expanded out so we talk about it like a quarterly view so then we have the chapter leads which we'll talk about in a minute so we have the the product owners the chapter leads the managers every Tuesday and Thursday we stand up and talk about things at the sprint level so our so our quarter is about six sprints long, and we have a general map of what we think. So that's a scrum of scrums ish thing too. Yeah, so that's sounds, more. Yeah, but that's the program. But at level. the higher level. So, okay. It's not the daily level. It's this sprint. This is what we're doing. So when you said scrum of scrums at the daily level, that's not really a classic scrum of scrums. No. It's a neat idea. It's a it's a cross team thing. Yeah, cross team. That yeah. you that was the right name for it. Okay. Yeah, and so what. And what that cross-team stand-up is really about is, hey, we're we're pushing this to master today. This is likely going to blow no, see, things up. No, that's a beautiful. So make sure you pull and get the latest, and we'll tell you when it's happening. We'll tell you when it's so coming. So that's really cross-team collaboration is the emphasis of that. That's yeah. that's in the details. That's that's for pushes. That's team integration. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So then the next level up yeah. is where we talk about. Kind of, somebody used the term of a super sprint. So we consider a quarter like a super sprint, but we operate the same way. We have refinement, grooming, mm -hmm. all that stuff, and we have our we have our stand-up. So every Tuesday and Thursday we have the stand-up to talk about this sprint, this is what our squad's working on, this is where we're at, this is what I'm worried about, and just think about it at that level. Okay. So we do that. Then the other thing we do is the chapters. So I talked about chapters. I've talked about that in the past. The squads are the agile teams that do that. The chapters are the um, unified skill set that people have. So all of the folks that like or work mostly on the front end or work mostly on the back end that are across teams, they have a weekly meeting, which is the 130 meeting, where the back end chapter meets to talk about, hey, these are the things we're doing on the back end. These are the things that are giving us problem. These are the things where we're not consistent. We're doing it one way here. You're doing right. it one way here. We've right. got to figure this out so right. we have a single solution to this problem. What's, so a, that what's a guild? A guild is a more loosely defined, where it's not tied to a specific skill set. So it's like security. Hey, I'm passionate about security. We don't have a security expert within each squad, but I'm passionate about that. So it's more So what's the difference between a chapter and a See, I get them confused. I thought to me, a chapter is more well defined that you have one in each squad that represents that key functionality. A guild, you could have three people from one squad. Nobody really cares that much about it in the next squad, and two people in the third squad do. So, like, like you said, so non-functional, like yeah. security or performance. So, I could have a, I could have a squad that doesn't, they care about it, but there's no implication to performance. Right. So there would be no. It's not a real passion, right? It's whereas, that you're really whereas, about. A, there's going to be chapter representation in every squad. Yeah. So. I think of I squad it. as a vertical stack. Yeah. A chapter is a horizontal stack that yeah. goes across those squads, and a guild is, is a cloud a, or something yeah, like that. It, yeah, that filters or, over. Okay, got it. Multiple got it, got people. It. So, so chapters. So chapter communication is a wonderful way to have cross team. Yeah, yeah, and that is done mostly for my fear of architectural ivory towers. Yep, so I have yep. a lot of baggage where I've been places where there's a separate architecture group that goes and figures out and says, this is how you're going to do this. Well, let's amplify that. That any ivory tower would be an anti-pattern to team, right? So to collaboration. 
So if I have an architecture or a UX or a DevOps, any automation, right? I mean, and I'm just putting it up to yeah. see if you disagree, okay. but any ivory tower undermines cross-team collaboration. So you'd want to have like chapter orientations rather than right. the ivory tower. I mean, they could send email and stuff, but it's not generating collaboration. It's one way. Right. It's not collaboration. It's just telling. Right. Okay. So I'm I'm a huge fan of having the people that are responsible for writing the code help drive that yeah. and not have some separate team that doesn't have the responsibility of dealing with the decisions make those choices. You and I are that's a that's we're I've been violent by, agreement. I've on been that burned now. by that way too many times that I've just like Me too. I will not. Well, I mean, I have a balance. Way. I I talk about it. So I don't like the ivory tower, but I don't like architects being a hundred percent allocated to the team because Correct. I think they need. They need cook time. They need research time. They need prototyping time. And that's, so we operate the chapters in that manner. So what the chapters do is the chapters, you know, they talk about what's going on, but they also look in future sprints. So we look at that super sprint. So you actually give them so space in future sprints to seed work. Right, and we say, okay, we have this new back-end thing that we've never done. We have to figure out how we're going to do that. So let's say that Who there's a chapter member, that? so we have two teams, Team Beagle right. and Team Springer Spaniel. I'm just kidding around. <laughs> uh, but no, no, but I, I have chapter members on both of them. Could, would they sign up for work and do a project together, like a little mini project? Could they do that? Yeah, and so that becomes an architectural spike that becomes a story. But it would be on both sprint. of their sprints. Yeah. And they, so that would encourage, the, the, not encourage, that would demand them working together. Yeah. So that's a, so you're planning collaboration yeah. is another, so you're literally using chapters as the umbrella. Yeah. You're planning collaborations, which is a great way. So there's free. One of the dangers of chapters, I think, is if you, if you don't at, create space for the work. Right. It, but you just say, be a chapter, figure this stuff out. Yeah. It, you don't get good results because you've not given the team space to do the work, if there is any work, right? Right. So that's a great way to do that. Yeah, so we so so our story stickies are normally pink, and our architectural stickies are 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 green, or the chapter stories, not really architectural, they kind of are, but yeah. the chapter stories yeah. are green. So we, now, because we're towards the end of a release, we're kind of green heavy, more than we'd like to be, because we didn't do a good enough balance of of pink versus green stickies in the past, so now we're focused on getting those, getting a consistently adequate allocation across both I like chapter that. I like and that. story work. What about retros? And I'm, uh, now I am dude specific. Have you done any? We've done like cross one team or two retros? cross team retros. What we do is every retro goes on a wiki page and that gets published out, so you can go and see. So that. every team based retro. Every team based retro. We've had a couple of cross-team retros where we've had issues across the teams, like we need to get together and talk this through and get it figured out. Um, generally, if I sense that, I kind of pull the team together and do it right then and right there. So it's there. just a retro and you just say it's everyone together. Yeah, and, and, and it's not even labeled a retro. It's like, hey, Josh is on a soapbox. He's worried about something. We're going to talk this through and get to an answer and then get back to work. Like I don't wait for a retro. If I start to send something, we do it right then and there. Have you ever done anything like release retros or like like periodic? I'm going to use safe like release train retros or you know not that I'm forcing safe, but any retros where you would even include like you'd include everyone who reports to you or every every member of the technical staff and then maybe product mm -hmm. and and you do a retro not just on technology but on how we work and patterns and collaboration. So it's on almost anything. Not the building, right? Not yeah. complaining about heating and air conditioning, but 
you're t you're talking about continuous improvement at more of a organizational level. Have you done that? No. Okay. I've done that. I've seen that work. Uh, so I've done that at a team level. Uh, and we've injected it. Call it a system retro or something. Mm -hmm. Safe does. I forget. Yeah. The I forget the specific. Well, you better get the word right, or else I know in it's a it's a. That might take your certification away. It's yeah, I know. It's it's. I forget what they. Uh, I should know. I'm, I'm picturing the icon that they have on the chart, <laughs> but but I but I can't picture the letters. It doesn't matter. Uh, but I've also done it as a release celebration, and we've included people like finance, uh, customer support, mm -hmm. anyone, marketing, sales, uh, and made it like a an organ, you know, a company-wide uh, retrospective, not about anything, but about how we're doing our jobs, or how yeah. how did we how did we back to business value? How do you feel about the release? Anything? So the scope would be anything related to the release, uh, even how we interacted with you during the release process. Right. Uh, I think that drives collaboration. Normally, those have fallen out of the retrospectives that are after that release. So because if that release was in that sprint, that stuff would fall out. But yeah. I haven't had any dedicated, like, cross-company thing like that. It's always been within I'd encourage teams. you to think about that. Okay. You can either couple it to the release or just do something quarterly, particularly since you're new here, right? Yeah. The dude is going from uh, Waterfall in general to Agile. It's relatively new. The value for us was more the cross-functional stuff. It, the other thing I noticed is people, it gave us a chance to shine. We don't always value what we do, but sometimes external folks. I remember our VP of sales really, he actually valued the fact that we did retrospectives. He valued the fact that we listened. Mm -hmm. He valued the fact that we listened and we did something the next time. Right. And, and, we didn't, and we didn't cry about it. Like if we got hard feedback, he, he valued the fact that we took hard, constructive feedback and, and we didn't get defensive. I mean, sometimes we got yeah. defensive. But he just he valued the fact that our transparency. Right. And he started pushing that into his sales team. It was, so it, it actually, the reason I'm sort of saying it is that's one of the ways for me to to like by example you're transforming the organization. Mm -hmm. You're not telling other groups to be agile, but right. you're showing them what what it is like to do that. Did we cover this? I feel like we covered. Um, I just want to dig into if there's any specific anti patterns that you see. Um, I would say the not. Let's go to the not doing it. We talked about so so scrum of scrums that. You know, so not conducting a scrum of scrums or not including the right people. Uh, like we said, I think not doing releases, I'm not picking on you, mm -hmm. but not doing holistic release retros is a, or cross team yeah. retros right. is an anti pattern uh, because I've gotten such a rich experience with it. I mean, for me, if, if there's one place to not get caught up, oh, it's yet another meeting, blah, blah, blah. To me, it would be retros. Right, yeah, never, never, ever have that language around a retro. I yeah. don't care if it's a high level, low level, mid level, sideways. You would have to pry a retro from my cold, dead hands. You know what I mean? Because so the, the inducer for it is something's wrong, right? Yeah. Or, or an event happens. But that's why you do it on a regular cadence so it yeah. doesn't get associated with Ex that. Exactly. So the retros, like, don't don't not do that. Um, another, another uh, let's retro. If you get defensive, people will shut down. Yeah. So you got to set the tone. You you almost you have to take the feedback, otherwise people will stop giving it to you, which is which is another dysfunction. Yeah. Uh, respect. Um, you know the leadership tone. I think you play a part. Mm -hmm. So the anti pattern would be not encouraging it. So I don't think folks 
naturally, I think teams naturally become teams, and then cross teams, I'll use eye contact as an example. I had teams that sat right beside each other, and they didn't work very well together. Yeah. They, I mean, they we literally... We had a similar situation. They were, they like saw it. Yeah. The, there were no big walls. There was a pod of 10 people and a pod of 10 people. And they literally could hear each other. They could talk. I mean, they were separated by this little wall and stuff and maybe some whiteboards or right. some plants. But I was always shocked. I'm like, how, how in the hell can you be working for a two-week sprint and listen to each other but not interact? Right. And then they get to the sprint and they fail. Uh, there was an interaction or a dependency yeah. or something. So I think yeah the the so I think to your point the inter team collaboration happens naturally the cross team collaboration takes intentional effort by coaches by leaders by re, by reminding now once you start getting it once you once it becomes viral or you start getting that intentionality or you have opportunities for it then it then I think it's it it does start to snowball yeah, right? it starts to gain yeah. momentum but things that I've seen things to look out for what I called the the uh, culture of whispers right like you like you see people talking quietly they're clearly talking about something else some other team is doing they don't want somebody else to hear so if you see those that culture of whispers happening you've got to call it out you've got to put it right on the table and and say listen that's this is not how we operate we we, we are an open we are one large group and if there's a problem we need to attack it and we need to need to attack it together not talk about it with your right, friends right. let's go figure out the solution the other thing Mary Thorne, uh, from a QA perspective, she would say is sometimes groups, and again, not here at the dude, but in general, like let's say you have a develop a front-end development team, back-end development team, and a QA team, and the QA team is uh, uh, gets together, uh, but they don't collaborate. So they'll complain about development, but they won't do something about it. Or, mm. or they'll, they'll trust their team, but not bring it back to the QA team and not hold the cross-QA team members. Right. So there's either there's either two anti patterns. You either are fully invested in your team and you and you let your chapter alone or whatever whatever that would be your QA colleagues, mm -hmm. or you're so invested in your chapter that you don't you honor it first and you don't challenge your team right. uh, from a collaboration perspective. So you want to be careful about that. There's a there's a thing called the three amigos that I try to remind teams. And the amigos, and it goes different levels. The amigos are: I want testers, developers, and product owners always collaborating. So you could have the amigo, like when a story hits a sprint, you could have the three amigos mm -hmm. get together and talk about it. You could have a cross-team story or a feature hit two teams. I want the three amigos to talk about it. And it's not just three amigos; those are three perspectives. Right. And I want them to get into a room. Uh, a very common anti-pattern is two amigos meet and they let out. So the, de yeah. the developer and the product owner meet, but they let the QA amigo out of the equation. Right. That happens in the team, that happens cross teams. Yeah, the, the uh, teams here actually developed a relatively formal approach to what they're calling a story kickoff, where that story happens and they get those amigos together and talk through, okay, now we're here. This is how we're going to make See, it See, that's and there's a there's a term called a three amigos meeting, which is I don't know if they're but they've they've sort yeah they kind of landed they kind of landed on the yeah. same thing. The amigos get immediately get together. Some people lead. Some people connect it to grooming, mm -hmm. and grooming instead of having big grooming meetings, you have these.
these little amigo meetings around that get that just rally around a story. Right. Maybe call it a feature lead or amigo meetings and things. So that's that's an anti pattern and a pattern. To, uh, I think those amigo meetings can uh, can help that. And don't look at it as just one team. I mean, I really look at it as organizational. The release planning would would ins- hopefully inspire that as well. Did we cover enough anti patterns? I think so. I like this talk. I mean, I, I hope Medicasters. I hope you sort of got, I think there's some keys. We leveraged a lot of ceremonies, but we talked about how the ceremonies. You brought up some interesting variations for mm. that. So it's the ceremonies, uh, I think I think leverage every opportunity you have, sort of take the team-based stuff, maybe a way to wrap this up, take the team-based stuff and then wrap it up yeah. and, and leverage it for cross-team. And it takes more work than getting Abs- a single ab- team to work together within itself. Ab- absolutely, I, it, it absolutely does. It, and we didn't even say it, but distributed, so distributed exacerbates it as well. Yeah. Right? Distributed team, so if distributed team members are hard to create team-based conversation, I don't, I don't know if we talked, I think we talked about that in the last Metacast, we'll then bump that up a level. Having three teams in three different locations right. makes it, I, it's a, I mean, it's, I don't know if it's an anti-pattern, but it's sure a challenge pattern. Uh, for it that you really have to and it's the same rules apply you just have to work harder right. to get the collaboration or use tools or something virtual tools to have meetings to have the amigos the, the amigos get together Josh Bob did we can we stick a fork in this this is your this is your and I think this is a wonderful topic it's your inspired topic mm-hmm. uh, do you feel like we covered it yeah we're there so last podcast we talked about collaboration within a single team this time we talked about collaboration across teams. And the next one is a scary one. The next one is a scary one, yeah. we got to really think through that I feel pretty confident in the previous one and this one. The next one I'm a little hesitant about so what that really looks like, and that's... Organizational patterns. Right. Collaboration across the entire company and what that looks like, or that com- you know you're there when. So across the company, across companies, uh, like in today's world where people are acquiring people all the... I mean, you guys are acquiring people, so right. so you know, one day you're one company, the next day you're three companies right. trying to integrate a product line. Right. So it's I'm trying to scope it. It's yeah. all of those things, yep. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we have some work ahead of us. I think so. I think so. We'll have to do a little bit of pre-planning. I know I'll have to get my brain wrapped yeah. around that a little bit. Same here. Cool. So people know if you found us, if you found us this time, do the same thing next time. We always love feedback, so send us, you, you know, if you found us, then there's a way to send stuff to us. Yep. Reviews, comments, you name it. And tweets. you know what? We, we respond. Yep. You, you, you're better at, you're much better at it than I am, but we, we see these, we see anything that's sent to us, and uh, one of us responds, so it matters. So your feedback matters, and it does adjust what we talk about. Uh, if you like this trend... Uh, then suggest something else or you know between now anytime we're doing these multi-parters uh, please weigh in and tell mm-hmm. us add a part add a layer uh, add another part do a or do b <laughs> yeah, i had to i guess that's an option it is an option all right so from beautiful downtown or i'm sorry from cloudy from beautiful yeah, cloudy rainy. rainy downtown Cary, north carolina i'm bob galen and i'm josh anderson shake and bake Take care, y'all.